Nearly a decade ago, I found myself filling the hours by listening to podcasts while my husband, Brooks, was training with the U.S. Army. Walking the streets of our Army post, I dreamt of creating something for women that bridged that gap between sermon audio and small talk. It was on the floor of my tiny closet on post that that very dream, the Dream for the Journey Women podcast, came to fruition in June of 2017. And today, by God's grace, Journey Women is now a not-for-profit ministry with the aim of moving women to know and love God more. Our monthly and one-time givers help make our mission possible. If you'd like to support the work that we do, you can make a tax-deductible donation by visiting journeywomen.org forward slash give. Thank you for investing in the work of Journey Women. Welcome to the Journey Women Podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Belis. Life's a journey we were never meant to walk alone. We all need friends along the way. On the Journey Women Podcast, we'll chat with mentors about gracefully navigating the seasons and challenges we face on our journeys to glorify God. On today's episode of the Journey Women Podcast, I chatted with Laura Hardin about abiding in Christ. We talked about everything from what it actually means to abide in Christ to how doing so impacts our lives every day. So you'll know her a little better. Laura encourages women to abide in Christ by committing themselves to the Word of God, prayer, and fellowship. Through her writing, small group studies, and one-on-one discipleship, she challenges friends to follow Christ wholeheartedly. She resides in Maryland with her husband and two little babies, and I can't wait to share our conversation with you. Now, on to my conversation with Laura Hardin about abiding in Christ. Laura, welcome to the Journey Women podcast. I really only know you through Instagram, but I would love for you to explain to myself and to the listeners what you do in addition to mothering, blogging, and sharing your life online. As you said, my name is Laura, and I consider myself an abiding lady, much like you consider yourself a journey woman. I love that. (laughs) Which basically means I am devoted to living by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself up for me, thriving off of his grace that I have in him. And in him, in Jesus, I've been called to be a wife to Adam Hardin and a stay-at-home mom to my two-year-old son, Oscar, and my 10-month-old, L'Oreal. And... Yeah. So my primary work is really to just love and serve them well. And I'm learning how to do that. And then whenever I have opportunity, I blog and I use my Instagram to encourage women to abide in the Lord one day at a time, doing whatever it takes to cling to Him. I also encourage women in real life. Yes, yes. (laughs) I'm involved in my church and I seek opportunities to both be built up, but also to build other women up in this area. Oh, I love that so much, Lara. And Mm -hmm. I would love to hear from you. Is there a time in which you feel like the Lord really revealed to you the importance of abiding? Like you call yourself an abiding lady. Mm -hmm. When did that really become important to you? When did you become enthralled with this practice of seeking to abide in Christ? So this was really hard because I feel like I always am this way. I always loved John 15. That's one of my favorite books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. But the reason why the question is hard is because I didn't always understand the gospel. So I interpreted that chapter the wrong way for a few years when I was trying to walk with the Lord. But I would say I really started to become enthralled with abiding in Christ. My junior year of college, I realized something was wrong with the church I was going to. They kind of taught that I needed to work to receive the promises of God. And I got really burnt out doing that. Yeah. Yeah. God led me to a student ministry that really focused on discipleship. And Mm -hmm. even though I was a minority in that group and it was really uncomfortable, I was just drawn to the fact that they really, they took the word seriously. As God said, make disciples. They're like, we can make disciples. You don't have to be a pastor to make disciples. And so a woman started discipling me Mm. and showing me not just how to get in the word, because I kind of knew how to do that, but how to teach others. And she encouraged me to go to a summer program, kind of like the Forge, I think. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> she encouraged me to go to a program through this organization that was just kind of like an incubator for growth in the Lord. Okay. There we did an inductive Bible study in James. And that was my introduction to inductive Bible study. Was this like a beach project, Laura? It wasn't a beach. We were actually okay. in Branson, Missouri. Oh, how funny. Okay. <laughs> yeah, they have them all over the country. And my cool. one is in Branson. And, um, Did you like get a job and then like also learn how to study the Bible and do community exactly. with people? That's, I've done that. Yes, I did that one of my college <laughs> summers too. It's called Kaleo. What was yours? I've done a few of them. I don't remember uh-huh. what that one was called. Okay. I think it was called the Ozark Encounter or something like that. Yeah, because the Ozark Mountains. Makes sense. The way they did that though, they didn't use a book or a guide. They kind of had all these resources on how to do the study and you just kind of were thrown into the Bible. Yeah. And they encouraged you to ask lots of questions and they encouraged you to use the Bible to interpret itself. Yes. So I'm in this group with these girls. We had all these teams and I'm arguing with them all summer. Like, no, you have to work for your <laughs> salvation. Like you can't just do whatever you want and still be safe. Like they're going back and forth with me. But as we're studying James, I came across James 2.10 that says that we basically, we transgress one part of the law. We transgress the whole thing. Yeah. And I was just stumped. I was like, that's impossible. Like that's not fair. And I was really upset with God and I was asking all these questions, but I also was looking up a lot of cross-references. I was in Galatians and Romans. It's just through studying the Bible, God showed me why grace was so amazing. And I learned the gospel and my heart was wow. changed and softened in ways that I didn't even know I needed softening. I gained a heart for women. I realized that I could be confident in the word, that it was true. Mm. And it was just amazing to me that... I could find my answers just with the Bible alone. I was—I guess that's when I was really enthralled and captivated. That is so awesome. I feel like many of the listeners will be able to relate to that. I can relate to that. In fact, I remember that same thing happening to me when I first started studying the Bible for myself in the book of Ephesians, when I came across the verse where it's talking about in love, he predestined us for adoption Mm. as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will. And I'm like, what? We were predestined, like, you know, and then it it just starts me on this whole trajectory of learning what it means to be predestined, to be called, Mm -hmm. to be adopted, to be chosen, all of those things. And I'd love to hear how he drew you to himself through the word. And and it's just Mm -hmm. cool to see how you've continued to grow in that. And that's what I'm getting to see on the internet today. So Mm -hmm. what did it actually look like for you to grow in understanding of, okay, now I've come to an understanding of what it means to be saved by grace through faith, not by Mm -hmm. works. Mm -hmm. So what does it look like for me to actually walk in that in a daily basis, aka like abide in Christ? What does Mm -hmm. it mean to actually abide in Christ? Right. I think in the beginning, I thought abiding Christ means, you know, I need to do my quiet time faithfully mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. pray. But over the years, as I've continued to grow and become more captivated by the gospel, learning about the importance of preaching the gospel to myself and my identity in Christ, I've been realizing that abiding in Christ is everything. It's not just yes. my quiet time. <laughs> yes. You um, can't get beyond it. It's a moment by moment thing. (laughs) Right, right. In the same way that the gospel isn't something that you get beyond. I think that's what Mm -hmm. you're saying. Like it's, you're constantly preaching the gospel to yourself. You're constantly resting in the gospel. Like it's something Mm -hmm. that doesn't just happen in a one-time event. It's something that you're continually being rescued from the depravity Mm -hmm. of your sin by the grace of the gospel. Right. So I really think when Jesus was saying this, because I I try to think about the disciples listening to him. Mm-hmm. Are you talking in John 15? Yeah, yes. In John 15, when he says, Abide in me and I in you, as a branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. Yeah. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Mm-hmm. That's verses four and five. And I'm like, what were the disciples 
thinking? Like, what did this mean to them? Yeah. Because they didn't know exactly what he was about to do. So Totally. It's kind of awkward when you think about it, <laughs> like being in person with someone and they're like, hey, abide in me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I'm realizing this is so kind of Jesus to say it this way, because I feel like he was giving us the key to remaining in him and persevering in our faith. So I would say when we abide in Christ, we are continuing to believe the truth of the gospel, mm. doing whatever it takes to persevere in our faith. And God has given us means of grace to do that. And his word is a means of grace. So we do Mm -hmm. need to get into the word. Mm -hmm. We do need to be listening and studying and reading Mm -hmm. and memorizing, meditating as it fits into the rhythms of our life. And we need to be praying. And then one thing recently that God has been showing me is fellowship as well. Like that really helps us to stay in the faith that we're supposed to do this together. So when you ask, what does it mean to abide in Christ? I would say, do whatever it takes Mm. to remain in him, to stay connected, to continue in your faith. And that can look like a number of things. You know, that first verse is really interesting that you read, abide in me and I in you. So Jesus Mm -hmm. is saying, like, abide in me as I abide in you. What does it mean Mm -hmm. that Christ actually abides in us? Right. So I was talking to my husband about this because there are a couple ways that one could think about it. And I'll just quote him. He was saying that it really refers to the nature of God. And I love that because on one hand, I hope we initially think about the Holy Spirit. We have his spirit abiding in us. So as he abides in us, we are to abide in him. And that's a steady abiding. That's a faithful abiding that we see from the Holy Spirit. He will never let us go. We will never be separated from that. But on the other hand, in the context of John 15, he also says, if you abide in me and my word abides mm-hmm. in you. Mm-hmm. And then John 8, 31, he says to the disciples to abide in my word. So we see him kind of using the word almost synonymously with me. And I think of John 1, when he says, well, when we learn that the word became flesh, that Jesus is the word that became flesh. Mm-hmm. And in John 6, 33, he says to his disciples, the words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. That is so good. Like his word is spirit and life. So when mm-hmm. I think of mm-hmm. abide in me as my word abides in you, or another translation would say abide in me and I in you, mm-hmm. there's a sense that His words should be abiding in us and we're thriving off of the life of his word. It's not just this abstract, Mm -hmm. like Jesus is there. Like if Jesus is there, his Mm -hmm. word is there, Mm -hmm. his truth is there, his life is there. And by his spirit, that's always true. But I think there's an implication that we should be cultivating that. We should be making sure that we're drawing from the wells of that life, that truth that is in him. And actually, I was just reading in Colossians and it says in Colossians 2, 3, in him are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I don't know, that's kind of a side note, but just to have him in us and then we're in him, like all of that truth is there mm-hmm. for us. There's this thing that goes on inside my head where I'm like, oh, I need to do more. But I'd love mm-hmm. to hear from you, Laura. Like, what is it that actually enables us to even begin to abide in Christ? Right. Short answer, Sunday school, Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, (laughs) Our faith in Jesus. This is probably the most encouraging part about abiding and why it's so helpful to not think of it as like, okay, to abide in Christ, I just need to do my quiet time. Totally. Um, Check these boxes. Right. When we first believed in Christ, He made us new. We were recreated. We were placed in him. We are united to him by faith. That is abiding. And that's why I said earlier, when we abide, we're just continuing in that. We're continuing to believe. Mm -hmm. I think it really has to do more with our position in him Mm -hmm. and all that we have in him as we draw from that. Like That's abiding. We're remaining Mm -hmm. in him. We're already there. We're just remembering that we're there. Totally. Drawing from. Totally. Totally. those sources. 
Life is crazy sometimes, and finding time to sit down and read the Bible can be difficult. That is why I love Dwell. When I can't find time to read the Bible, I can listen to it. The voices reading the Bible are soothing. They're not your normal narrators. Plus, you can choose calming background music and adjust the pace of the narrator's voice to get things just right. Dwell's newest release is called Dwell Daily, a fresh, thoughtfully crafted devotional that immerses you in the word, allowing you to pray it, meditate on it, and so much more. If you're looking to deepen your engagement with the Bible this year, Dwell Daily is worth checking out. I cannot recommend Dwell enough to help you orient your mind to the life-giving Word of God throughout your day. Go to dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash journeywomen for your 25% discount to subscribe and spend time in God's Word. It's kind of like that act as you are thing. I mean, it, it yeah. brings me back to what I asked you in the beginning, like, who are you? And you said, mm-hmm. you know, I consider myself to be an abiding lady. And I asked, well, when did you first adopt this practice? And you go back to the point of your conversion, your mm-hmm. salvation. And you're like, well, this is who God made me to be, mm-hmm. the one who abides. <laughs> right. You didn't do anything to earn that. He did yeah. that to you. And you're just yeah. living out of what he has done to you and for you. Right. And I think sometimes when we think of the term abiding in Christ, we just think of John 15 and Jesus is saying, I'm the true vine. And it sounds like new knowledge, but actually that language is in the Old Testament. And when you read the corresponding verses or correlating verses, it's really cements that we can't abide in Christ without the gospel. Yes. Because we're unable to live a life worthy of God, of righteousness, of steadfast devotion, obedience, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we were doomed to eternal separation from God. In abiding terms, we were fruitless trees. Yeah. We were worthless, bad fruit. And those terms are in the Old Testament that the Israelites were not able to produce fruit. God had given them everything they needed. He gave them the law. He gave them himself in a different way than we have now, but he gave them everything they needed, but they were unable to please him. Just like them, we can't please God. We're broken. Apart from God, we should be tossed away. But the incredible thing is that God did not toss us away. Mm-hmm. Instead, mm-hmm. his love and mercy, Christ came, the true vine, and he lived perfectly. And he died for our inability to live perfectly mm-hmm. for God. He died for our inability to even abide in God. Cause I know that I don't abide in Christ perfectly. And Jesus died even for that. Mm-hmm. And then he rose from the dead with the same power that he rose. He recreated us in himself, giving us new life. And now by that same Holy spirit, we are able to abide in him. Like he is just doing everything. Like that's just part yes. Yes. of the gospel because we can't live for him. He dies and gives us his body and says, abide in me. So now we dwell in him, living by faith in the son of God who loved us and gave himself up for us. In the past, I would have never thought that Galatians 2.20 was about abiding. And now I'm like, that is, that is all abiding is, is living by faith in the son of God who loved us and gave himself up for us. Mm. Yes. And it's all by his grace. And I just, I do love that reminder because it just helps me to rest in what he has already accomplished on our behalf Mm -hmm. on the cross for his glory Mm -hmm. and on what he continues to do. Because then I just think about the verse that says, you know, he will continue the good work that he has started in you, that he began in you and see it through to its completion. That's a paraphrase. Whoops. Mm -hmm. But (laughs) it's really encouraging. And this morning, even we sang my favorite hymn in church, he will hold me fast. And it's like, Mm -hmm. man, while there is like a real active practice of us, like holding mm-hmm. on to him, seeking to remember, like that's all through scripture, like mm-hmm. our efforts would be fruitless apart from his grace. So mm-hmm. you mentioned that we can kind of cultivate the discipline of abiding, if you will, or mm-hmm. we can remind ourselves of mm-hmm. who we are through his word, through fellowship with other believers, through prayer, What are some of the other means of grace that God has given us that actually enable us to more richly and fully abide in Christ? 
I think that's a good question because while it's true that God has done everything and we can rest in what he's doing and he's, right. he's clinging to us more than we're clinging to him. Yes. We can't, you know, get away from the fact that he does tell us, okay, abide, abide in me. I, when I said the word prayer and fellowship, I kind of sum up all of the ways that we could abide in those categories. Yeah. Like if you were, for example, for the word, there's a number of ways you can do that, whether right. it's reading, reading the word, yes. studying, memorizing, listening, yes. memorizing, or like I went through a season when I had my second child where it almost felt impossible to abide in him. Like you just felt so foggy brained. Right. And it's just and so busy. Yeah. I just didn't know what it was going to look like because I know God yeah. holds me back. But you begin to doubt that. I know. When you're you just not able like you're... to sell your relationship <laughs> uh, with him. Yeah. I had a really hard time with transitioning to two babies as well. <laughs> totally get it. Yeah. So one thing I was freed up in was like, you know, when I choose to listen to Risen Motherhood or Journey Women or another podcast, it's really reminding me of the gospel Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not telling me to, okay, just listen to us. But I listen to you and I listen to others and I'm compelled to read the Bible. Mm -hmm. And so I think just anything we can do. Yeah. To kind of stir the affection. Right. And prayer. I mean, that's, you know, individual prayer, praying with others, it's mm. really helpful. Mm-hmm. Going to a prayer meeting, it's really difficult with little ones. <laughs> but yes. Our church has a conference called, they'll like conference call us in. Oh, that's so, cool. So like, that's really helpful because the kids are down and we can still, yeah, participate. Okay, that's the best. I've never heard <laughs> of that. That is so inventive. Thank you to your church. That's a great idea. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully more can do that. I I don't know whose idea it was, but I'm thankful for that because otherwise I wouldn't go to any meeting. And then as far as fellowship, there's a number of ways. Mm -hmm. Like we usually Mm -hmm. think of making it a priority to go to church on Sunday if it's possible to visit with believers that day. For us with little ones, we're always like, does anyone want to come to our place? <laughs> yes. Because we have Opening to get them your down home. for nap. Yeah. Totally. So I think like any way that I can get around another believer. So if I can invite a mom over for a play date as a girl, she's a single woman. I love her. She'll come over during one of their naps every couple of weeks and we'll just catch up and spur one another on. I don't know. I would love to hear your thoughts. But when I think of abiding as continuing in the uh-huh. faith, just whatever it is uh-huh. that helps me do that. Sometimes it's even just singing to the Lord. Mm, yes. Helpful songs that either yes. preach the gospel or just help articulate my prayer, or my desires for the Lord. I would even say for me, Laura, especially as a mom, it's also looked like kind of crowding out some of the distractors that mm-hmm. I face with those spiritual disciplines like you're talking about. Mm -hmm. A lot of what we do as mothers is like unseen, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's so much time that I spend, especially with little people in my home, taking care of them kind of like in the trenches. And definitely we like are with people often as well, but Mm -hmm. we're often driving in the minivan to get somewhere. Like there are just so many opportunities for me to look to other things as a means of nourishment apart from like the spiritual disciplines. And so for me, like really practically, we just right before this episode are airing one on social media and um, smartphone use. And I talked to Tony Ranke. I don't know if you've read his book, 12 Ways Your Phone Is Changing You, but through this whole experience, it's really opened up my eyes to my own it's like one of those idols in your life that you don't even recognize are really there. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like the yeah. blind spot to so a blind right. spot in my mothering where I wouldn't even consider myself to be addicted to my phone, but mm. I have just been trying to crowd out and push back against like the noise that I can receive in that capacity. And like mm-hmm. um, the temptation to consistently be looking there just for mm-hmm. adult engagement and interaction and mm-hmm. instead be looking to Christ for that engagement and for that interaction. And that mm-hmm. often, happens through his word or through prayer. And whenever I'm filling those spaces and those voids in my day, like 
rocking my child to sleep and I have my phone mm-hmm. out or nursing, which I don't do anymore, but I used to and have my phone out mm-hmm. or this is so embarrassing, but I'll just be real holding my phone. And I used to read like some of the lyrics to hymns and stuff like that on my phone mm-hmm. to Hadley and allowing myself once I get familiar to this with the song, just to scroll Instagram while I'm singing hymns and not even mm-hmm. being present, like doing something like a practice that's like, quote unquote, good. But like, mm-hmm. I'm not walking in the practice of abiding in that moment. Like I'm more mm-hmm. so going through the routine. And obviously there's yeah. so much grace, but the more I press back against mm-hmm. that noise, whether it be through mm-hmm. Netflix or through TV or through social mm-hmm. media, smartphone use, et cetera. I just feel like there is so much space and room for me to actively be, you know, embracing the beautiful truths, even if it's just thinking about and meditating on something that I've learned, like mm-hmm. in my quiet time earlier in the day. Yeah. That's just been, that's just me being real. I'm not saying Mm -hmm. I'm never going to use my smartphone. I'm not saying everybody's smartphone use Mm -hmm. or Netflix consumption or whatever needs, Mm -hmm. you need to like feel shameful when you do that. Cause Mm -hmm. I definitely think there's a place for it. I think it could actually be something that we can wield and use Mm -hmm. to like further our calling, like in life, like you're doing that through abiding lady. So I'm not saying that in a shame inducing way Mm -hmm. at all, but I'm just saying I have recognized in my own life and my own heart a turning there by mm-hmm. looking for nourishment in a place mm-hmm. that will not offer me nourishment. The only place that I can receive that nourishment is like you're saying from the well that never runs dry and that is Christ. I really appreciate you sharing that because I can relate. Beginning of this year, actually, I felt really convicted that I was doing all this activity online and sharing from my times with God. I would spend time in the word and then share kind of my ponderings. And it it got to the point where I would get in the word because I needed to post. And so I decided at the beginning of the year, I am not sharing from any of my times with God because I really wanted to nurture yeah. my relationship. Exactly. Like Jesus is a person. Yes. And I didn't want to just, I don't go and talk to my husband and just tell everybody about our conversation. Exactly. I, you know, like fostering time. intimacy with Jesus. Like, <laughs> right. And if yeah. the point of this the whole gig is really to know God, then mm-hmm. it's like, okay, obviously we will want to make him known because mm-hmm. he's so wonderful and he's so great. Right. So it's not that we should never share that, but the Mm -hmm. motivation can't be so that we can tell about it. Right. That's for our own glory and for our own fame. Like we're wanting people to make much of us ultimately by how much we know. Right. And I think for me, this has been not, because I may share, because I love writing about Bible. Mm -hmm. But I think for me, I just needed to discipline myself to say, this is me and God's time right now. And another thing my husband's really good at is kind of seeing when we're getting distracted by entertainment and we're running to that almost every evening versus saying, hey, why don't we read this evening? So we kind of, it kind of ebbs and flows. Like we kind of, we'll see, like this is going too far and we'll just cut it out. (laughs) Until we feel like we have peace with bringing it back in because we don't want to find ourselves becoming complacent and not having an appetite for the Lord. Totally. I think it's Calvin who says like our hearts are idol factories. And Mm so we just constantly have to be in that state of humility and of welcoming others in to speak into our lives and to really speak to the things that have taken God's place in our hearts, because that's just Mm -hmm. the constant walk of a believer on this side of heaven, Mm -hmm. that constant state of confession, Mm -hmm. repentance, and then believing in the gospel. And so we can't come to the table thinking that we're not going to be actively walking in that confession and Mm -hmm. repentance, you know, like that's like such an ever-present part of our walk. And that's even why I think you and I are doing it right now, not to shame anyone, but to share Mm -hmm. this is what God is working in our heart. And my experience Mm -hmm. has been that as others have shared with me, then it kind of pricks my heart to and Mm -hmm. causes and prompts me to think about those areas of, you know, my own life and to see like, okay, is this something that I'm like walking in submission to the truth Mm -hmm. of God's word? I love hearing about how abiding in Christ impacts you on a personal level. How has abiding in Christ changed you as a person, as a mother, as a wife, any of the above? All of the above. (laughs) (laughs) So as a person, it's made me more loving. 
Mm. Because when I abide in Christ, Mm. life is no longer about me. It's about Mm. him. And he always orients me towards others, how he wants to serve and love and be Mm. glorified in others. So where before I didn't really care about women and women's ministries or discipleship, now that's all I want to do. Or whereas before, I would say I still struggle with like acts of service, but through abiding in the Lord, I became enamored by God's heart for service, that he is Mm. the humble king, the humble servant king. And I want to be like him. And that's actually how my husband and I got to know each other was me taking God at his word and being like, you became poor to make me rich. How can I put myself, you know, take myself out of my comfort and serve others? And that was children. And he was doing that. And through doing that, God had a gift, another gift for me, I guess. Oh, cool. It was almost like he was like, okay. Just so you guys were like serving in the nursery together or something? <laughs> we weren't serving nursery. We were serving at what was called a homework club at an apartment complex oh, near cool. our church. Yeah. Uh, serving immigrant families. We would help them with oh, their I homework. Oh, that, Laura. And then we would teach a book, a uh, story of the Bible and share the gospel. And Wow. And then I saw my husband and my husband really embody just that servant heart of Jesus. And that was so attractive to me because I was in the process of being just like enthralled by the Lord for those same things. So I'm like, oh, he's the same. It's Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it sounds weird. <laughs> that's awesome. I love that. Yeah. So I would say that was, uh, I guess, five years ago. And since then, God's just been helping me grow in that. Mm -hmm. So the more I abide in him, he brings me back to that space of learning Mm -hmm. how to give my life away and then experience joy Mm -hmm. in that. Mm -hmm. So now it's like serving my husband, dying to myself, serve my kids or to serve other um, mothers in our church who need meals or need help with things and not just thinking about what the church can do for me or what God can do for me but how can I you know give myself away and I to Mm. be honest with you that's not a strength of mine so it only happens when I am really living out the gospel and mindful of it Mm. I love that so much and I think you and your husband are the cutest but what does it look like for you to do this as a mom I mean you're mentioning it as a wife Mm -hmm. How do you abide in Christ as you go about the busyness that comes with motherhood? So one thing that's super encouraging is that it's possible. Right now, it looks like me prioritizing time with the Lord. So right now, my daughter is at an age where she can sit up and play with toys. And she likes to try to play with her brother, which usually annoys him. (laughs) (laughs) How old is he again? He's two years old. Okay. I think our kids are similar in age. Yes, they are. They are. How many months apart are yours? 15. No, no, no. That six makes makes a big difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it does. So they're at a point now and they have been for a couple months where when we finish breakfast, I can sit them down on the floor and they'll play together. And so while they're doing that, that's when I will spend my time Mm -hmm. with God. Mm Mm-hmm. She's just now starting to see through the night more. So I'm praying that I will get the discipline to get up before them. But right now I do it while they're playing. Totally. Um, And then throughout the day, I just try to have worship music playing because when I don't, it's a huge difference. Worship music reminds me. (laughs) Yeah, it's really helpful for remembering Jesus and not to have an outburst of anger and patient with my kids. Well, it makes me think of like Paul and Silas whenever they're in jail, you know, in the book of Acts Mm -hmm. and they're like singing hymns and spiritual songs and praying. Mm -hmm. And I was reading through my Bible and came across that passage and it just kind of reminded me like, I haven't really been like prioritizing listening. I have that Journey Women Jams playlist. I'm like, for some Mm -hmm. reason, I haven't been turning that on in the mornings. And that was like a practice for me for a really long time. Mm -hmm. And it was just crazy because I turned it on and it's just hymns. I mean, it's it's, (laughs) so it's just... (laughs) biblical truth pouring out Mm -hmm. the speaker you know and you're right right. it's just another way by which to remember and it does make a huge impact on the tone of our morning over here and it's helpful and I know one day um, recently I was really struggling battling kind of depressive thoughts Mm -hmm. and I knew I needed to do something so I turned on this song called Alive by King's Kaleidoscope 
Okay. It's kind of an anthem song. Yeah. And it, he's really preaching the gospel. And I'm literally, Hunter, I'm literally standing up, like belting this out because I'm preaching to myself. Yes. Like I got to fight through this so I can love my yes. kids or I'm just going to sit on this couch and mope. So. Oh my goodness. I know. <laughs> yeah. I'm literally like yelling this out, like doing hand motions and everything, <laughs> being passionate. And so they know I'm so that glad this- I'm not the only one. <laughs> right. But my son, Oscar, he starts singing with me. And now to this Aww. day, like I'll be changing his diaper or doing something and he'll just start singing this one yes. little part that he always sings. And this is the first time that he really joined yeah. in on the song with me before. Aww. And that was like, wow, like he is listening. Totally. He is learning. And it was just encouraging to see I'm fighting to believe God and yeah. to live for him. And my son yes. is here like learning as I'm doing that. It was just yeah. really cool. It really is cool, especially when you're like, man, you feel like you're not killing it as a mom sometimes. And mm-hmm. you're like, man, you just feel real discouraged that you're not able to just knock it out of the park as a mother. And then you're just reminded, like, they do not need a perfect mother. They need a humble mother who is dependent on Christ. And he right. saw you embodying that. And he thereby began to almost practice that himself to the degree that he's able at this little tiny right. age. <laughs> it's so encouraging because what yeah. what more could you want as a mother? Right. You don't want this perfect little human. You want this little mm-hmm. human who is utterly dependent on Jesus. And right. that just, that fires me up and encourages me as a mom because, woo, Lord mm-hmm. knows <laughs> I, am, I am not a perfect mother over here. Mm-hmm. How do you and your husband encourage each other to abide in Christ? It sounds like you guys do a really good job of this. Oh man, I can see his face. As <laughs> you said that, he probably would be like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think we encourage each other to abide in Christ by doing it ourselves. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if I'm really going hard after the Lord, like really prioritizing my time, then that will make my husband think, you know, I want to do that too. And so he'll yeah. take time to read. And it just goes vice versa. Like if he's spending time, Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Then I think, well, maybe I should. I'll be honest to say, I usually am more slower. I'm like, well, I'm going to go do my nails or something. <laughs> but <laughs> lately, <laughs> lately, um, if he goes, I'll think to myself, like, maybe mm-hmm. I should be doing that too. Like, he's really big on prayer. So he wants to get alone and hear from God. And I'll think, you know, I love getting in the word and studying, but maybe I need to go pray. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes he will uh, initiate us doing that together. And so that's really helpful because sometimes, especially on the weekend, I just want to be with him. I just want to hang out. And it's helpful when he says, yeah. hey, maybe we can spend this evening praying um, and mm. listening together. Yeah. So, yeah. I love that. I I think that's such a good encouragement for any woman who's listening that's thinking, well, my husband would never initiate prayer or would never initiate reading the Bible together. Mm-hmm to prioritize that even if your husband isn't in a position Mm -hmm. where he is leading your family in that because he's Mm -hmm. going to see the spirit continue to transform you by the power of the word of God. Mm -hmm. And as he sees that, it's like you're, you're a walking testament to God's grace in his presence all throughout the day. So I just think there's nothing that we can do to better encourage one another than to humbly walk in dependence on Christ in the same way that that works for our kids, right? Right. Like we can sit there and tell our kids all day long, this is what you need to do. And this is what, you know, the Bible says and all of this. But if they don't actually see us embodying that, the words will be empty and meaningless. Mm -hmm. And in fact, they will become embittered by them. So Mm -hmm. I just think the, the same thing goes for our spouses. And I completely agree with that. I get asked that question a lot. And that has definitely been the case in our marriage. And then I think too, if your husband is desiring to walk with God, just giving him opportunities to, like you're saying, your husband likes to go and to be alone and to pray. And if you know that that is the desire of his heart to give him the space and the time to do that, especially if you have little people. Mm -hmm. And that's the same for me and for Brooks, like saying, hey, I got the kids this morning, even though I really want to sleep in. (laughs) (laughs) Because I noticed that you've had a really busy week and I know you probably just want to get some time in the word and Mm -hmm. I'd love to give you an opportunity to do that. And Brooks is the same for me. People ask all the time, how are you constantly, you know, reading through the Bible and then also Mm -hmm. like studying in depth? And there are many days in which I have the opportunity to do that simultaneously, kind of split the time 50-50. 
But on the days that I'm not able to do that, I take heart knowing that at some point in the weekend, Brooks and I kind of trade a couple of hours where Mm -hmm. he has a few hours to dive into the word or to pray to even to spend time with like one of his friends from church or something like that. And I'll oftentimes take that time on the weekends to do more of an in-depth study that's uninterrupted, which Mm -hmm. your quiet time sounds really similar to mine right now, where even though I wake up early, Hadley is still somehow there. (laughs) 6.15, bright and early. (laughs) Right, right. And, you know, I was thinking as you were talking, you know, in Galatians 5.17, it talks about how the flesh and the spirit are opposed to each other and it keeps you from doing what you want to do, which can even mean it keeps you from getting in the word or praying as you want. And I think Mm-hmm. When I remember that, I think it's okay to suggest to my husband, hey, do you feel like you want to go get time in the Word? Like, mm-hmm. I know that's what he really wants, but maybe in that moment, mm-hmm. he's forgetting that because he just feels yeah. like, I just want to lay here. And I'm the same way. So I don't always like yeah. it. Yeah. And he's like, Laura, do you want to get some time praying? Because I'm kind of all over the place. <laughs> and I sigh like, oh, okay. But then I do it and I'm so grateful that he made that suggestion because we're in a war and sometimes I'm foggy in my flesh and I need someone to say, hey, go feed your spirit. (laughs) Totally. And to give you the time and the space to be able to do that, especially when you're a mom. What Mm -hmm. would you say is a good first step for the woman that's listening who really wants to more consciously abide in Christ and just walk in the reality of what Christ has done for her? I was wrestling with this, so I'm going to actually say two, because on one hand, I would say, figure out one small step you can take to feed yourself spiritually mm-hmm. in the Word. Like, there's so many tools online, mm-hmm. free tools on yes. how to get in the Word. And be okay with bite-sized chunks, even yes. if you don't have yes. a lot of time. Totally. And what I've learned is that it builds from mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I would say... Take time to learn how to preach the gospel to yourself through the word. So like the whole Bible is about God. The whole Bible in some way connects to Jesus and the gospel. So that's one way. But I'm right there right now where I'm like, I want to learn how to better preach the gospel to myself. Yes. That is a constant pursuit for me. Right. (laughs) So like any resource, whether it's a book or a podcast or something that's constantly talking about preaching the gospel. It's gospel-centered. It's gospel-focused. Mm-hmm. Because remember, that's what abiding is really about, is continuing in our faith. So learning how to do that, mm-hmm. I think, would be helpful. Mm-hmm. But it always starts, I think, with the Word, getting mm-hmm. in the Word, discovering mm-hmm. its riches for yourself. And again, there are so many tools online mm-hmm. to help you do that. And you, Hunter, you're always talking about the inductive method, observe, interpret, apply. And essentially all of them, the good ones, are going to be teaching that yeah. in some way. Or yes. Form. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Do you have some resources for us, Lara? What three resources would you recommend for somebody who wants to grow? Like, do you have any of those online things off the top of your head? Well... I have a guide, Ponder. It is just a simple tool for getting in the Word. And I would especially recommend that to anyone who's also thinking about how can I share this with someone else? If you have a friend who wants to get in the Word but doesn't know how, it could be helpful for that. So Um, where can they find that? So you can find that at (laughs) lauratharden.com. Okay, great. Also, you've mentioned it before, uh, Risen Motherhood on the website, they have the Abide Method, which walks you through observing, interpreting, and applying. And they even have resources for kids. So that's great. And then a book that I think is really helpful, especially for moms, is Habits of Grace by Dave Mathis. Oh, cool. I haven't ever read this. Yeah, it's a great, it's a Desiring God resource and he goes through, and I did not steal this from him. I was just like, wow, we're of like mind. But he goes through prayer, the word prayer and fellowship as means of grace for abiding in Christ, essentially. And he just walks through the different ways we can do that. But a theme that runs through the whole book is making it fit the rhythm of your life. So it doesn't, Mm. it's not overwhelming. It's not like laying a burden of all these things you should be doing. And you're like, how can I do that? I have like five children and they're running all around. He really writes from a place of grace. Look at your life 
and figure out how you can fit these things based on principle, not on the practices of others. You can totally download that for free too, because it's a Desiring God one. So we'll link that in the show notes. Yeah. And then another book for anyone who maybe you already know how to do these things, but you're just going through a hard time. I found the book, When I Don't Desire God, How to Fight for Joy by John Piper, really helpful. Oh, I'm excited, Laura. These are things that I have never heard of. So (laughs) that is very exciting because I'm like, oh, yay. I always love new books to add to my list. Thank you so much for those. Yeah, you're welcome. Well, I can't even believe it that we kind of made it through the formal interview portion, but we have. And so as you know, as a Journey Woman listener, I love to hear from each guest on the show. What are three of your simple joys? So I kept it pretty simple. Um, I love it. (laughs) I love lattes. Um, Yes. (laughs) Me too. So and I actually enjoy making them. I love using them as a form of hospitality. Ooh, I'm impressed. I have no clue how to make a latte. (laughs) It's awesome. I literally enjoy making it. Like it just brings life. I don't know. I love it. Be right over. I need almond milk though. Can you do that? (laughs) That's what we use. Some people will tell you. That they can't do it. Really? But it's not true. You can. We do. It. And it's creamy. It's smooth. It's Ooh, good. girl. I got to get this <laughs> recipe. Second would be blueberry pancakes. Ooh, yes. I discovered it with my son. I would make them for him. And I just I just really enjoyed them. I know. It's almost like having <laughs> cake for breakfast. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. They're just wonderful. So good. And then my last one I would say is getting in the word with a friend, um, Mm. shared time in the Lord. That Uh, is so precious. Yeah, because we talked about fellowship earlier. And I just think there's nothing richer than just being Mm. in the word and hearing one another's insights and praying Mm. together. I don't get to do it as much as I used to, but whenever I can, I really, really love it. What does that look like for you now as a mom? Honestly, it looks like baby devotion. <laughs> I know, right? It's a lot but, messier than it sounds. <laughs> but I've experienced the same joy. Like when he gets something, like the other day I asked him, Oscar, who made the birds? And he said, God, he pointed up to the sky. And it was wow. just like when a girl that yeah. I've been meeting with gets some incredible truth. I'm like, yes. Mm. As far as like literally, sometimes my friend I mentioned earlier when she comes mm-hmm. over, I remember one time I was like, I want to get in the word with someone. And I asked her if she wanted to read together. And we actually mm. walked through the ponder guide together in John 11. And it was so good. So I, I'm fighting now to remember that because it can feel really awkward. Yeah. That's not already part of kind of like the culture of your church or your friendships to be like, hey, yeah. do you want to get in the word together? <laughs> You gonna do you know quiet time with me? So I think I'm still navigating that, but when I do, it's really good. Yeah, I'm encouraged to do that more. I just have felt that with praying together with other women, mm-hmm. and for some reason, I just hadn't been walking in that as a mom as readily. Mm-hmm. Just because you have you know the ever present distraction of your kids there, and it just feels so messy. And mm-hmm. anyways, it's just a real sweetness to it, even in the midst of the craze. <laughs> yeah. Well, I had a friend who called. She's a mom too, and she needed prayer. And my kids were running on the kitchen. Well, one of them was running on the kitchen. The other one was <laughs> in my arm. Yes. And like, I got to pray for her, and I was yes. like, wow, you know, I can do this. It doesn't yes. always have to be when it's complete you know, silence. So totally doesn't have to fit into the perfect box. And I think so much of it is just humbly coming to one another and saying, you know, this is something I really miss. Like, would you do this with me? Would you consider Mm. like helping me in this? People are real eager to partner with one another. I think when you welcome them in, in that humble kind of way. That would be really gracious, a really nice way to bring it about. Thank Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see what the Lord has. I'll keep you posted. (laughs) I can just hear like your humility and your authenticity as we're speaking. And I loved hearing about the women who have come alongside you and who have shepherded you and who have helped you learn what it looks like to study the word and then how you are going there for and doing that in the lives of other people. So could you tell us who is it that's actually had the greatest impact on your own personal journey with Jesus? So uh, there's a woman who was on staff, like she Mm full-time discipled women on our college campus. 
I met her one of my first times at that ministry I mentioned earlier. I wanted to understand why my Bible study leader knew so much scripture by heart. Hmm. And instead of my leader just telling me, she introduced me to this woman, Deb, and that woman began to meet with me. It was kind of like they didn't want to tell me because they were trying to get me into, I think, a discipleship kind of relationship. (laughs) But I remember like when I met her, like the love of God exuded, like she Hmm. was just so loving. And she was the reason I stayed at that ministry because I felt kind of uncomfortable because I felt really different from everybody. But I wanted what she had, her love, her knowledge of God. She made Jesus Mm, seem like mm. he was just standing right next to her, you know, Mm, and she knew him very well. (laughs) So she met with me and she taught me what it looked like to disciple women holistically, where it wasn't just about reading the Bible at a table, but like doing life together. And um, she helped me get my license and like... She walked through like wow. hard times. Like she wept with me as I wrestled with like wounds mm. from my past, trying to bring them before Jesus. And mm. she trained me and she loved me hard. And mm. she still does to this day. And one thing that's really I'll say about her is that she has hearing loss. So she has to read my lips when we would meet together. Like she couldn't hear me. Mm. Um, and so even when she would drive me places, because I couldn't drive at that time, she would just sing hymns to kind of fill the... <laughs> The emptiness because we weren't able to communicate in the car like other people could. And wow. now she's able to, she's getting her hearing back through some surgery. And I can't wait to see her again. I don't know when that's going to be, but um, I can't wait to like talk to her and her be able to hear my voice and it'd wow. be a bit easier. But I just say that to say like how much she had to work to yeah. be faithful, yeah. to do those things with not being able to to hear. So I just totally love her and want to uh, be like her. And she would say um, she wants to get as close to Jesus as she can before she dies. Mm. And she still lives that way, just pressing on, pressing on, moving mm. away. So. Wow. I love that so much, Laura. That's such an encouragement for um, a mom like me who may find the temptation to take a break from discipling other people outside (laughs) of the home just because it feels too messy but to know like Mm -hmm. gosh like the reality is we've been called to go and make disciples of all nations and Mm -hmm. yes we get to do that with our little people but we can also welcome people into our homes and continue Mm -hmm. to do that like even if it looks messy and even if it's challenging so it's true that's so cool I really love that and I'm so thankful for her influence on you and also thankful for your influence on the internet and how you're doing that mm-hmm. and how I've gotten to, you know, partake in learning from you. And thanks for just giving us an hour of your time and allowing us all to do that from you today. It's just been such a joy. Well, thank you, Hunter. You're an inspiration to me. So <laughs> I I literally am following <laughs> you Aww, as you, you do friend. the same. <laughs> Thank you. It's so fun to get to encourage each other from afar. Maybe I'll get to come up to Maryland and say hello one day. You guys, this episode was edited by Chris Mann of Podshaper. You can find all the details on everything that Laura and I talked about in the show notes at journeywomenpodcast.com. If you want to learn more or talk more about the topic of abiding in Christ throughout the week, you can find us at Journey Women Podcast on Instagram or Facebook. And lastly, if you're enjoying these conversations on the Journey Women Podcast, I would love it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. This just helps us connect with other women looking for encouragement on their journeys to glorify God. It is such a joy to journey with you guys. I can't wait to see you here next Monday. Have a great week. Oh,